my advice to my clients is really to show up as you. I would say be you, right? Be you. Just show up as you, you know, letting all of your light shine. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. All right, so before we get started, I want to introduce you to my latest book, Digital Disruption, personal brands that will crush it after the pandemic. That's Digital Disruption, personal brands that will crush it after the pandemic. To download a copy and pay any amount, just go to bkc.name slash ebook bkc.name slash ebook and just download it for any amount. Hey listeners, welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast. I'm your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. And in this particular episode, we're still looking at personal branding in this age, in this digital age or in an era of pandemic. What to do? How do you build a brand and thrive in a season like this? My guest is a renowned coach, speaker, Woman Empowerment as a coach, I'll put it so, is Kami. Kami, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast Show. Thank you so much, Bernard. It's an honor to be here with you. As a pleasure, I treasure. Kami, you were one time named among um, 25 most powerful women in business, led by the Colorado Women's Chamber of Commerce. That is empowering. Tell us more about who Kami is. Well, you know, thank you so much for for mentioning that. That was a really honor to to receive that award. I'm I'm a business coach, so I help women really raise up their voice, their visibility, and their business. And I and I work with my clients in a way to help them find their true, authentic brand of how they're meant to make a difference in the world. And that's the work that I feel very honored to get to do today. Awesome, awesome. So let's get started. We're looking at personal branding. I think let's let's uh, begin gradually for listeners who desire to build their brand, especially now we all with that almost globally we are going digital. How right. what is personal branding? Let's 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 uh, from the base. What is personal branding? Sure, I think personal branding is is something that we. I mean, we all everybody has a personal brand, whether they're an entrepreneur, whether they're an executive. I mean, it's how we show up and and how people experience us is is what our personal brand is built around. Uh, I, I believe that our personal brand really comes from the inside out of who we are, that, that our strengths, our passions, our values, and how we're meant to make a difference in the world. That purpose that we were brought onto this earth for. And so when we can really, truly step into our brand and, and own it from the inside out, so, you know, knowing who we are at our very core, at our very essence, we start to own a brand that, that only you can own, right? It's, it's something that, you know, your, your stories that you've had over the course of your lifetime make you who you are. The, the, the energies that you show up in, the things that you're most passionate about all make you who you are and make you uniquely you. And so if you really build a brand from the inside out and start to listen to that inner wisdom within us, that's how you build a brand that only you can own. I mean, there's nobody that is exactly like you. So that's a, it's a powerful first step to really 
building your business is is building a brand from the inside out. So, let's look at how can we build a brand in this age, a personal brand. Uh, you, you're looking at building a, a brand inside out. So, what are the mm-hmm. first steps one need to do now? What I what I always take my clients through is this exercise of. Um, recalling the stories in their life when they've been most on fire, the you know those times where things were just really working well for them, and going back and looking at those times because when you look at those those times in our life where things were just really lit up for you, good chance is that you were in all your best gifts, all your best strengths. You were you were really passionate about it. Um, you probably had people around you that were really in alignment with some of your own beliefs. And so when you go back, you start to look at those types of stories in our lives. It gives us clues on, you know, what some of our strengths are, what some of our, those, those best pieces of us. And so doing work like that, I also bring in tools like, um, I bring in tools like Strength Finder and 360 interviews from people around you where they're recalling stories where they've seen you at your best. And when you start to do that, you start to see, what strengths people see in you. And that starts to give you a clue of some of your best gifts by that kind of feedback, by that kind of exploration. And so looking at first our strengths and then really looking at our passions and looking at the values that we hold today because our values are always shifting, um, it starts to give us a glimpse of who we are at our very essence. And when you start to build your brand from that who you are at your very essence, you can start to roll that into, okay, so if this is who I am at my very core, how do I want this to flow into my brand? And so then you start to ask questions. Some of my favorite questions that I like to ask around this is, um, how do your clients experience you in your brand? So you're starting to bring in, you know, what your clients' experiences are with you, and you're starting to look at... um, other questions that I like to ask or, you know, just what's the essence of your brand that you want to show up in. And one of my favorite questions that I like to ask in this space is if your brand was an animal, what would it be? And playing with that a little bit, right? Because when you start to ask a question like that, you start to get glimpses of what, you know, I mean, whatever animal, I mean, so if you were to, if you were to answer that question, Bernard, if your if your brand was an animal, what would that be? Is, does something come up for you? I'll say a bear. A bear. Okay. Yeah. So why a bear? What what's what's it about a bear that that shows up in your brand? Calm but bold. You know, he's calm, huge, but very bold and daring. Right. Right. So it's it's by asking questions like that, you start to identify these words that that you really want to show up in the energy of your brand, the essence of your brand. And it's not that, you know, not that you have to use bear in your, your, your branding and your marketing, right. but you can bring the essence of that into how you create and build your brand, right? And how you show up and how you, how people experience you when, you know, for example, when you get onto a stage, they see the boldness of you, that sort of thing. All right. So we're looking at your values. One thing that you mentioned that our values keep changing. Can you really expand on that? Sure, sure. You know, I think when we are born into this world, we probably have some what I call soul values. They're they're values that are, you know, that we were just born with. Like, for example, I love nature. Nature is a really inherent value in who I am. My family is really important and that has always been 
all of my life. As I, you know, I was in the corporate world for many, many years, 20 plus years. I was an executive, a marketing executive. And when I was in that space, my values were probably, they were definitely different than they are today. And as I evolved as a person, I left the corporate world probably 12 years ago. And when I made that shift, I had been, one, I got laid off. And two, I had really wrapped my my presence of who I was around the, my identity being in that executive role. And I had to really kind of come back home to who I was and, and, and do my own inner work and, and kind of really think through what was important to me. And I kind of saw where I'd gotten off 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 of my values of some of my core values that I'd had my whole life. But then I started to see new values start to take form, right? So, I mean, the, the values of being able to, to help people in a way to, um, you know, I have this huge passion for uplifting voices and helping, you know, women step into their passions and their purpose and, and really go out and do the work that they're meant to do. And what happened for me is I, is I, you know, made that transition, I started having whole different sets of values that, you know, like, for example, I bring, I bring spirituality into my brand work and helping people really listen to that inner wisdom that's inside of them to, to be guided into what's their purpose work and how they're meant to show up in the world. And so those were values that I did not have, you know, 15 years ago. And so those are the shape-shifting values. As we grow, as we evolve as people, we get new sets of values that become really important to us. In times like this, we, we get to know what really matters to us in terms of regarding our values and, and form our life principles. Well, we, as, as a people, will miss an important opportunity if we don't really allow these times to to, you know, we're in, we're in these places where we're pausing and we're listening and we have this space to, you know, we're staying home. We're not going out on the go. And by staying home like we're doing, there's, there's reflection time. There's, um, we are slowing down to a different pace. And frankly, I for one feel really good to be able to step back from the, the going, going, going and having a little bit more space to think about what it is that wants to flow from me through this. So for example, and I'm thinking, you know, I, I have gifts and how I help my, my clients and how, how I help my communities. How do I need to show up for them right now to help them through this time? And how do they show up in their communities to help their communities? It really becomes a powerful ripple effect. And I think this is, it's a deeper sense of humanity that's happening for us as we, we look to, you know, the times right now and then the future beyond this time, how do, you know, how, what's going to be more important to, are, are our values going to shift through this? I hope they do. All right. So that's the first phase of finding or building our stuff, doing our passions, so, our values and all that. What do we do with them? So that's, that's the inside out piece of it, right? But we really also have to bring in the, the outside in piece. So really starting to understand who we serve and how we serve them. And that's the getting to speak our clients love language. And there's a couple of things that I think are really important in this. And I think you, you can probably appreciate this. There's, there's a lot of marketing messages out there that are 
pain based. They are, you know, they're very focused on our, our audience's pains. They are very focused on scarcity and lack. And I'm actually on a big mission to shift that and to really start to speak to our clients' desires. And I think, you know, we have to understand our clients' challenges and the pains that they're in and the emotions associated with that. But I think we can actually elevate how we show up in the world for our clients, for our communities, if we really start to speak to their desires. And if we, in our marketing language, if we're speaking to our clients' desires, we're really helping them be much more expansive in how they see the world, right? I mean, because they see more of the possibilities versus thinking, oh, I'm going to make this decision based on the fears that I feel. And I don't know about you, but I've never invested in my business or or myself because I was fearful. I, I invested because of what the possibilities were. And so we start, we, we, when we were building our brands, you know, we start with this inside out of who we are. But when we, when we need to move into the space of speaking our clients' love language, that means we speak to their desires, not to their their paint. Hmm. Wow. I mean, th- that is quite empowering that we speak to their design or their paints. So um, in looking at this, how do we use this to help clients and customers do we are building our brands? So the, the way, I mean, because once we start to speak to our clients' possibilities and what they're desiring, then we, this is how, our clients start to see things from a different, through a different lens. And, and that's where, you know, you're, you're, you're attracting people into your business because of the potential that is before them. And I think that's a very different approach than a lot of ways that marketing is being taught. You know, I was, a, I was a traditional age trained marketer. I, that was my degree in college and it was my professional life in the corporate world for many years. And, I, you know, it's funny because I say, I often talk about it's time to throw out all the rules of marketing that we were taught in those traditional spaces and start to look at it from, a, you know, this perspective of really speaking to the aspirations of our clients, um, really not worrying so much about the competition because frankly, you know, if you are showing up in your unique brand of who you are, nobody can be who you are. And so really just showing up in your lane and getting out into the world and doing the work you're meant to do, serving the clients you're meant to serve. And I think the other part of this is, is the boldness that you have to really step into. Once you, once you start going down this pathway, you have to be really clear about what it is that you're, you're, you're creating a brand for. So if you're to think about if the whole world could hear one message from you, what would that be? That's a question I always ask my clients. And, and, and often they don't know the answer to that, right? So being able to step back and to really think through, okay, if this is my opportunity to make a difference in this world, what do I want to be known for? And that's how you start to step into your own lane in, in how you make a difference and how you build your brand and how you serve your clients. And that's how that really expands and opens up. So if there's that one thing that you want to stand for, what would that be? What would you want the world to know you for? That should all around the conversation, that kind of life or the brand that you want to really lead. Right. It's a powerful question, right? I mean, so when you start to ask people that, they're like, huh. But once they find the clarity around it, every time they are getting onto a stage, every time they are getting onto a podcast, every time they are really stepping out and being seen and being heard, 
raising up their voice, they have a consistent message that they're taking to the world and they become known in that. And that's where you can really build the thought leaders, right? The thought leaders in our world who have come up with their own unique message that they, you know, want the world to know. That's where thought leadership is built. Yeah, that's true. All right, so then with all these said, how are we using these tools, these, I mean, things we know about ourselves and um, helping people to also build a, a digital brand? What are the things that we need to do then after? Yes, as, you know, so as you have clarity around what you want to stand for, then it's really finding the platforms where your ideal clients are, where, where they're going to find you. You know, whichever. I mean, there's so many different platforms. I always tell my clients to pick just a couple, pick two or three that you really want to be good at and get onto those platforms and show up in them in all of your, your bright light and, and, and learn those platforms. You know, find the experts that, um, you know, that, that, that really, um, show up in the world. Like I was just looking through some of the people that you've interviewed, for example, and Vivica Von Rosen is a friend of mine and she's here in Colorado where I am. And, um, she, she's the LinkedIn expert. I mean, that is her handle on LinkedIn, right? right so right. I, I just had last night, I had my mastermind group and we were talking about our digital presence and how we show up. And we, we were talking about, you know, some of the basics around, you know, just, being consistent, getting out and having conversations, creating community, all those sorts of things from a, um, you know, how we show up on social media. I said, but the, the, but know which platform you're going to go on. And Vivica was the one that I said, if you want to do LinkedIn, go follow Vivica, go listen to her on my podcast where I've interviewed her and she's given us all kinds of tips around LinkedIn. Um, you know, if you want, you know, so find your channels that you want to be on and then really find the people that you want to study under within that um, because I think that, you know, once, once you get into any one of the platforms, there's going to be experts that are out there to go follow and learn from. But my advice to my clients is really to show up as you, you know, just bring you just that essence of who you are in your brand to bring your stories, to be vulnerable, to really go out and serve and also being be a good community member, right? Get active on the communities that you are a part of, and show up just as you would sitting around a dinner table, you know, with people having conversation. You're showing up in conversation. Show up and just be your best in that field. And one of the things that I think stop a number of people is that something they are too afraid to try, and also they want to double in so many things. Like you mentioned, that Vivica has focused on LinkedIn. Someone want to focus on a specific, a specific niche and might not be that, that known or let me use the word that loud, but it's your domain that you need to put your best foot forward in such areas. That's how to grow and build your brand in those points. And you mentioned one other thing too that, uh, we need coaches and mentors in the field that we choose as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, it, and, and, you know, I've often had multiple coaches, right? I mean, so I've had my business coach, but I've also had coaches and a speaker, you know, my speaker coach. And, you know, I've had different types of coaches for different times in my business. And I think that choosing our coaches to help us grow and evolve is so important. Um, I know that's helped me grow my business in multitudes because I've chosen well with my coaches who have really helped me learn from them. 
Well, of course, you've chosen well of your coaches. Yeah, that is true. That um, that if if you want to rise up high, certainly that we, people have been where we want to go and what we want to do. So we just learn them from their their secrets and their success, as well as their failures, so that we don't repeat those mistakes multiple times again. Right, right. And I think that um, you know, there's people that's been down this pathway before us. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, they. It's, it's we don't have to figure everything out by ourselves. They've, there's been people that have been down this pathway, so we can learn from what they did, what they, what their um, ways that they grew, the ways, you know, the mistakes that they had. They can share with us, and you know, we're going to have our own set of mistakes and things that we've done along the way, and then we can we can be the next generation of helping someone, you know, shorten their their learning curves. Yeah. So in helping women and entrepreneurs over the past years, what will be some of the pointers or strategies that you might want to share with listeners regarding building their brands, especially for women? What are the things they need to know and highlight to help to leverage on uh, for their brand? I think one of the most important things that we can do and this is this has been from my own you know this has been some from my some of my own falling downs as well over the years because we do make we trip up over the years and you know we can have all the right brand in place we can have all the right packages and pricing put into place and if we're not taking care of how we resonate energetically how we show up what i call it the r factor it's the energetics of, of how we resonate. And that means that, you know, our mindset is on, on a strong, positive mindset. Um, we are really taking care of who we are so that we're, we're taking bold, big, bold steps. If we are playing small, if we are letting those continual um, little, you know, the little mind at the back of our heads, you know, telling us, so who are you to do this? Or letting the fear come into the place of it we can start to shrink energetically in how we're showing up in our message. And what happens is, is we, we stop taking the big risky, bold steps moving forward. If we have those kinds of things take happening with us. So learning to really identify when emotions show up for us, because as entrepreneurs, emotions will show up for us. And um, some of that small talk will show up for us. And so learning to recognize when it's happening and learning to shift that, is really important so that when you can shift it and you can step into that next level of, of, okay, I'm, I notice that I'm, you know, I've got this little voice in the back of my head and it's like, well, who is this voice? I mean, and, mm-hmm. and are they correct? And you're like, no, it's not correct. This is just, you know, the, the self doubt showing up. So learning to shift that quickly and recognize it first. And then once you learn to recognize it quickly, you can actually learn to shift it quickly. And it doesn't mean it doesn't, come back at another time because it will, but it just means that you can move through it much more quickly. So I think that's some of the most important work that we can do as entrepreneurs is learn to get out of our heads and, um, and notice when we're getting into our heads and learn to take, learn to um, be comfortable with, with stepping into spaces that are uncomfortable. That's your lizard brain telling you that this is, uh, you can't do this if you're too right. scared of that and all that. So right. you- Quite the lizard brain, we should be able to uh, proceed and become successful in the things that we do. You know, I'll give you a great example of mm-hmm. this: is when I started my business, which was about ten years ago, and I had a, one of my great business coaches, and she said very early on, she says, "You know, the fastest way that you can grow your business is to get on stages." 
And I was terrified of getting on a stage then. And I was like, I don't think so. I think I'll grow my business another way. And, and she's like, okay, okay. And the funny thing was, is, you know, there was a point where I got really clear that I, the ripple effect that I wanted to make in the world. I mean, I got clear with, I wanted to impact a million women around the world, helping them step into their purpose work. And when I, when I got clear on that purpose, I, I thought, oh, that means I probably need to get on stages, right? I, yeah. I, I can't do this one person at a time. I need, need to be able to do this to one to many. And so I started taking these risks, right, of starting to speak and putting training around me and getting great coaches and, you know, all those sorts of things that helped me. And I had to really grow and evolve through that, right? I mean, I had to, I was stretching in all sorts of ways. And in those first stages I got onto, I can tell you my knees shook, right? I mean, I was, I was so, I was so <laughs> deathly afraid of it. And the most hilarious thing about it is I love the stage today. I totally love the stage, but I had to, you know, I had to go through my own growth trajectory. I had to mm-hmm. get out of my, out of my own way so that I could say, okay, well, wait a minute. This is kind of fun. And, um, you know, so I think we all have whatever our, you know, what mine was a speaking piece, but we all have our thing. So, you know, finding out whatever yours is and learning to step out into it anyway. Mm-hmm. The listeners, uh, Kimmy is saying that we all have our thing that is in a way trying to quiet us down or stop us from realizing or being our best selves or, or building our brands. But you need to step out the way anyway, step out in fear in some way, somehow and get it done. She used her speaking as an example that, hey, she loved to do that, but still the fear was, I mean, trying to stop her, but she decided to speak the more than to overcome that. So whatever your challenge is now, maybe in building your brand, get it out there. Just begin now as we speak. <laughs> begin and and get help get contact people who can help you contact Kemi contact me so that we can also help you position your brand properly Kemi what would be what I call your billion dollar advice to the world on branding oh that's such a great question um billion dollar advice I would say be you right be you just show up as you and you know letting all of your light shine all the, the, the quirkiness, all the, the joy, all the, you know, any, any stories that have been part of your journey, just show up as you and be real in that brand. You, your brand will, people will resonate to you because people fall in love with the souls. They don't fall in love with faces. And this is your opportunity to just be you. And that's what people fall in love with. Be you, be you. Hey, so hey, be you and you find your own audience. Uh, people fall in love with who you are. There's no second you anywhere else. Just be you. Right, right. Tell me, okay, so how can listeners get in touch with you and the service that you offer? Speaking your coaching, where do we find Kami? Sure, my, my website is Kami, K-A-M-I, Gelner, G-U-I-L-D-N-E-R.com. Also, I have a Facebook group that is called Extraordinary Women Connect. Um, it's a it's a place where that's real active. It's full of women connect, great women connecting with great women, and oh, some, so some men great, can join. Great, us. no, I was going to say some great <laughs> smart men have joined us as well. So we would love to have you, Bernard, and uh, come join us there. And um, we are always talking about raising up our voices, getting out, and making a difference in the world. It's Extraordinary Women Connect. I also have a podcast, Extraordinary Women Radio. 
Awesome. I'll love to connect. I'll be in that group so we share a lot more things to help people. Oh, that's awesome. I would love it, Bernard. I mean, is there anything that you want listeners to know? Hmm. I think especially in, in light of the times that we're in right now, I think that it's really important that every person really tune into who are the gifts of you and how can you make a difference. I think that so many of us are being called to really step up in bigger ways, to step up and be bold in your brands, be bold in who you are, and make the difference that you're being called to make on our world because our, our world is really needing leaders right now to step up and help lead us into this next evolution of our world. You may be the leader the world is waiting for. So step out, build your brand, and go try. Exactly. Exactly. That's a beautiful way to say it. Emmy, thanks so much for your time. And I believe listeners are going to find this really resourceful to help build your brands in times like this. Mm, well, thank you so much for having me, Bernard. It's really been a pleasure. It's a pleasure I treasure.